0: This is The Rhythm of Faith with Eddie Paul. Welcome to The Rhythm of Faith. I'm your host, Eddie Paul, and today we have a special treat for you. Uh, It isn't often that we have an opportunity to have the star of one of our stories come back to answer your questions, but uh, I, I was able to convince him—you uh, know, a couple, couple hundred bucks and and some beer—you know—got him back on on the, the stage here. It's my buddy Caesar. Caesar, welcome to the show. Thank you for having me. Glad to be back. Well, thank you uh, again for for coming. Uh, it's it's uh, a rare treat. We don't really get uh, the opportunity to, to kind of follow up and. And see how people were doing after their stories. So what we're going to do, uh, we give everyone, uh, Caesar, the, the opportunity to ask questions. Um, you know, if you folks, if this is your first time tuning in, Caesar bravely shared his, uh, story back on May 20th, uh, with everyone. Um, and then the beginning of each month, we, we, uh, try to do a story wrap up where we take your questions from Facebook, Instagram, Twitter. Uh, and even on email at rhythmfaithlove at gmail.com And we do our best to try and answer some of those I know that some people are wrestling through faith Some people have uh, just questions about uh, the topic And, and really want to have a conversation So um, we took your questions this time and, and instead of me trying to explain for Caesar We've got, we've got the man himself uh, We're going to start here uh, First off, uh, Caesar, we have uh, some questions Uh, one from Instagram at uh, Rhythm of Faith on Instagram. Angela asks, uh, what places did you live as a child?
1: Let's see, as a child, I was born in California. Lived there for a little bit. I lived in Maryland, Um, I lived in Virginia. I've lived in Germany for five years. Inside of Germany, I lived in Frankfurt for two of those years. Heidelberg for three of those years. Then I came back here to Indianapolis. Uh, while we were in Europe, we traveled so I chance to see France, Spain, and various other places, Switzerland. Um, wow. So we bounced around a lot. About every three years, we moved.
0: Wow. And was your dad in, like in active duty, or was he? Uh, what What was his role with the the military?
1: Well, my dad was active duty military he was an officer with the uh, department of defense and finance so he was a finance officer he did accounting work for them um so sometimes actually with uh with officers you have to do what they call short tours so sometimes he would have to go off on a short tour i remember distinctly him in korea for a little bit he had to go to panama for a little bit and then you have your long tours your long tours typically
0: extend greater than a year, you bring your family with us. Uh, on Twitter, uh, at Rhythm underscore Faith, uh, Rashawn asks, how is your relationship with your dad today?
1: Well, that's a complicated question, it's a fully loaded question. Um, today I don't have a relationship with my dad, and that's very unfortunate. Um, We tried to reconcile after my brother passed away, and um, he took his own life, and that lasted for a little bit, but my father went back to his old ways, and so I'm kind of going off of 18 years of abuse. I would like to think that my father would would have found faith, would have found a church, found God, amended his ways, and so forth. That's what I want to believe. Mm-hmm. And I need to forgive him to move forward. I really do. That's very important. It's um, something I haven't done. And, and to be honest, something I, I, I need to do. But as far as having a relationship with him, right now I don't. And it's simply because I don't want to expose my children to that negativity.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Well, that I, I think you answered... Uh... Maren's question as well from Facebook. She asks if you'd forgiven your father um, let, let me modify her question just a little bit um, her, her question is have you forgiven your father? What my question would be um, What would it take to
1: forgive your father? Honestly what it takes to forgive my dad the Bible speaks of forgiveness in several places but forgiveness is not as difficult as we make it out to be. What it will take for me to forgive my dad is that I need to take my birth, my fears, my worries, my hurt, and I need to just lay it at God's feet and just trust that God will serve it and move forward in life and stuff. Um, that's something I haven't done. I need to improve my relationship with God. Or I need to improve my relationship with Jesus. and that's something I'm working to do and you know as human beings as mortals um, we're a bundle of emotions (laughs) so everything we make everything difficult Yeah. but to forgive my father all it would take is just to accept that God has a plan and to lay my burdens at his feet and trust in the Lord that's what it would take
0: yeah I, I, I think that um, for me personally Caesar since uh, your story aired I there, there's something that has just stuck with me for a while and that was your explanation of the story of job and how you related so much to that and um, oh yeah I, I honestly I've been wrestling with that and just the I, I knew the story of job I mean it's it's You know, one that you hear uh, every every so often when you go to church. Um, But the idea of uh, us being made to worship God doesn't owe us anything. Um, No, He doesn't. It it just, it stuck with, it resonated with me. And and who am I to complain this is what He's given me? Every breath I take, um, every chance I get to spend with my children. Um, you know, kind of the, the mentality that you, you you, uh, presented, man, it, it just, it stuck with me.
1: Um, Job was, he was, he was justified in his anger. He was justified in his hurt, um, and in his confusion because he had he had really done nothing wrong. Um, he hadn't blasphemed, he hadn't blasphemed the Lord. Uh, He was still devout. But yet he had so much taken from him. And in the end, he's just, he's broken. He's asking why. But the truth of the matter is, is the, the pot doesn't have the right to say to the potter, why did you make me this way? We just don't, I mean, there's various steps to forgiveness. Like stopping the chatterbox in your head. Um, working through triggers but the first thing I, I guess I should have said was this is that I have to realize that I'm a human being and Jeff says I need to forgive my father I've burned bridges in the past I know I've upset people in the past and there's people that definitely need to forgive me I'm by no stretch a, a saint so I need to take that and I need to weigh that against my own heart and say, "Are you any better?" Because pain is pain, hurt is hurt. Doesn't matter what kind it is. Doesn't matter how often it happens. Everybody's tolerance is different. And if you call someone hurt and you call someone pain, you should seek their forgiveness. And that's something that I'm coming to terms with. If that makes sense for you. Yeah.
0: It does. Completely. Completely. Um, I've got uh, a, another question. Um, this one from Kyle. Um, and it, for any of these, uh, Caesar, by all means, you know, if it's if it's too personal, you can say, eh, next question. We'll, we'll treat it like an NBA press conference here. Um, okay. <clears throat> we've got... Uh, Kyle was asking, why do you think your mom never left
1: your dad? My mom, let's see, I have a a good relationship with my mom. And one of the things I did recently, January, after I got out of the hospital, was I hugged my mother. Even though I was broken and frail and could barely hold myself up, I held my mother as tight as I could. And I told her it wasn't her fault and that I forgive her and I love her and I understand she did the best she could. Mm -hmm. My mom was just as much a victim as I was. For every abuse that I saw that my mom suffered, there was probably four or five that I never saw. For every abuse that I suffered, there was probably six or seven, and a mother sheltered me. Mm -hmm. And that. If you want to bring it back to faith, that was God sheltering me. I have beautiful children. I have a wife. I have a great family of wonderful friends. So I am blessed. My mom stayed because she was also a victim. She was also scared. She was also trapped. And the reality is my mother stayed for us. That's why she stayed. She could have left. But if she left us, or even if she tried to take us, what situation would we be in? At a long time, I blamed my mom for a lot. I did. But looking back, that was wrong. Hmm. My mom was a sheltering source, and that's why she stayed. Dad had the resources and means to find us wherever we went. Oh, I see. I see. Sometimes some people you can't escape, so you outlast them. That takes a lot of fortitude.
0: Kyle asks a follow-up question: uh, Are they still married?
1: No. My parents divorced in '98, or I think they finalized it '99. Um. My father moved to the southern states, my mom moved back to California, and they have not talked since. To my knowledge, the only communication they had was at my brother's funeral. But I still talk to my mom. I still talk to my grandmother. But um, no, they're not married anymore. And so she finally had enough and she found the courage to go. And I'm happy she did. Now, being a victim of abuse, if you are a victim of abuse, get out. Get out. There's help. There's a national health hotline you can call. There's neighbors. There's friends. There's people. There's doors that are open to you that you don't even know. There's people who will shelter you, will feed you, who will clothe you, and will help you get out of that situation. But if you're a victim of abuse, just get out.
0: Um. Along those same lines, uh, on Twitter uh, we have Taryn, who's curious. She says, uh, "Did the church ever come, uh, come around to providing you with help or services?"
1: They tried. They tried. Um, Chaplain Morrison tried to, and his wife Gloria. They uh, they tried to intervene. He tried to become more a part of my life and my mother's life. Um, they really did. That was met with a lot of negativity and undertone violence, undertone threats of violence by my father. But the church did try. And people have to understand sometimes in the military community, is not the same as living in a regular community where your kids grow up together, you know each other, you've been around each other your whole life, everybody knows everybody. A the military community, people come and go all the time. There's not a whole lot of continuity. Hmm. So even in the church situation, it's kind of hard to establish that in the sight of a flock.
0: So I'm, I've got a really interesting question here from Crystal. Uh, she's she's coming to us on Facebook she says um, I'm a single mom with a couple of boys Uh, my husband passed away a few years ago uh, but we're doing okay I recently had a couple of job offers in the Indianapolis area my boys are mixed race so I wanted to ask if you could compare racism in Indiana to everywhere else you've
1: lived Surprisingly, I was actually treated better in Germany than I was treated here in Indianapolis. Wow. Um, <laughs> yeah, the Europeans just have kind of a different view on race. Um, but that's, that's a well-documented fact. I mean, if you look at what happened with Tuskegee Airmen and service members during World War II and so forth, mm-hmm. um, and how they were treated here, as opposed to how they were treated at home. Um, I would say this racism is going to rear its head no matter where you go there is no saving there is no safe harbor the best thing that you can do is that you can make your children aware that racism does exist okay that it's ugly and it's ignorant and just prepare them for it but at the same time make them proud of black heritage and make them proud of their white heritage and if they do encounter problems or they do encounter trouble, there are various ways and various groups and help out there to deal with that. But don't, don't ever let somebody run you out of a town. Hmm. Because once you do that, once you let somebody give... Uh, once you let somebody control you with fear, you kind of you kind of give them the victory.
0: Hmm. Uh, from Derek. Uh, I'm a dad dealing with a pretty rough past two. Uh, so he listened to your story. He says, how do you keep that influence from the past from messing everything up for your own kids?
1: Well, Derek, I, uh, I'm going to, this question is close to home for me. So I'm going to answer it. Sometimes I succeed, sometimes I fail. You grow up and you see day in, day out. It becomes ingrained into your memory to the point where when things happen, you almost rely on instinct because your fight or flight is, you know, that's just your fight or flight sequence. I would like to say that I'm perfect and that I don't snap or I don't sometimes say things that are mean, but I do. And I'm sorry. And Unfortunately, once it's said, it's said, but there is a remedy. You have to accept that you're human and you have to work every day to be a little better than you were the day before. And you have to accept that these things happen. And the way that you make up for these things is you quant, you increase the amount of love that you're putting out. Cause that's the only thing that's going to counterbalance the seeds of period or the seeds of anger that sit in your heart is love. That's the only thing that will counterbalance. it. Do we always win? No, we don't. I wish we did, but it doesn't mean that we should stop loving. It doesn't mean that we should stop saying sorry. It doesn't mean that we should stop being sincere. And if we fail, when we fall down, what do we do? We get back up.
0: I love it. It's, it's, you can apply it in so many different parts of your life. Uh, the, the concept of you know, learning to, to fall forward, uh, not falling back into bad habits and patterns, but learning from the mistakes and, and moving forward with it. I'm, I'm looking at uh, just a, a couple more questions uh, from Facebook. Uh, Mark asks, uh, if you have a wife, how does she handle all of this?
1: My wife, I am fortunate, is an extraordinary woman many ways is a superhero. She saved lives. She saved my life. And she's also taken the time to try to understand my past. She's read things. She's talked to people. She's taking steps to try to better help me and to better relate to me. To try to relate to what I've experienced so she can better help me, that's very difficult. Living with somebody who has post-traumatic stress is very, very hard. Um, it's, it's akin to living with somebody with special needs. Uh, it takes a very special person, it takes a very dedicated person, loving person, to stick by you in that situation.
0: Yeah, you have—you have a really good one, man. You've got a really good one. Something
1: that I'm learning as well is this. There's one step I have not taken that I need to take. And this might sound crazy. I'm reading a book called Crazy Love. Pray that I recommended it to me. Um, but uh, you know, a step that I don't take, that I need to take, that I'm going to start taking, is on time, I'm also going to pray for that person. I'm gonna pray for that child. Mm. I don't need to know the names to prove the prayer form. Yeah. And sometimes I think we need to do that. We think too much about ourselves. We think too much about our friends. We get too internal. And we forget that we are part of a community that's much, much bigger than ourselves.
0: It's a a really good book, uh, Crazy Love, um, by Francis Chan. It just it challenges you uh, to to go deeper and um, figure out what true love is. It's it's a really cool book. I hope that uh, any of you, if you get a chance, uh, pick it up. And and uh, there even there are even some uh, videos that accompany it. Um, but very good stuff. So um, Caesar, we've we've uh, run the course of questions. If you have um, anything that you wanted to, uh, share with anyone or anything, uh, that you didn't get to, to say in the last story, um, I'll give you the, the floor now and just speak to the people.
1: Okay. Um, well, years passed since I last spoke and in that year, uh, I almost met my maker. <laughs> hmm. Spent all of January in a hospital and, uh, I very nearly died. And I had a lot of time to myself to think. A lot of time to feel sorry for myself. But I noticed something. People started coming to see me. People started coming in for me. People I didn't know praying for me in church. And it made me realize that God has been looking out for me my entire life. So now, Rather than to sweat the big stuff, there is no sound greater than the laughter of my children. There is no sight warmer than the smile on my face. And there is no place I'd rather be than in the presence of the Lord. I still have a long way to go. I still have a lot to learn, but my heart is open and I'm ready.
0: We are all growing and, and there's no reason why we can't continue to grow not just as individuals um, but as as a group as one family as one tribe on this earth um, there's enough love to go around guys well, Caesar I, I appreciate you uh, stepping by and and catching up with us um, yeah I had a blast doing the story um, and we've got some amazing response from it um my prayer was that uh it touched a lot of hearts um you know i don't know if you saw we've got 3,000 people on on instagram who are just following the stories and and um you know it's it's making an impact man so uh i just want to personally thank you for sharing your story that is a tough story to share and And it's awesome to see where you are now and and everything that you are experiencing now with your family, Um, the the love and and the growth that that you guys get to experience together. So uh, thank you for that. Um, And I just want to remind all of our followers, uh, all of our listeners here, uh, you can follow us on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. And remember, if you have a story uh, that you can share Um, share it with us at rhythmfaithlove at gmail.com. And uh, just one last thing, guys, and this is uh, so, so important to me, and I know it's very important to uh, Caesar. Um, I just want to remind you of the uh, National Child Abuse Hotline. It's 1-800-4-A-CHILD or 1-800-422-4453. Please don't hesitate. It can save a life one look.